Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Tonight's Bible Talk program is pre-recorded and we will not be taking any phone calls. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is the Delta Force, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, Bible Boot Camp, Bible Talk. That's where we are, defending the faith, teaching the Word of God. This is our Monday edition, and I am here in the saddle, along with my friend Marcus, ready for your phone calls on this and Open Air Monday. On this and Open Air Monday, where it is your time, your turn, to call in with any questions you have about the Word of God. They are welcome here. And I will, just so things don't get boring... Throw in a challenge or two just to keep you guys going, you know, because I want to hear those phones ringing. And I'll be honest with you, they never, never ring enough for me. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss waiting for your phone call. Uh, And I'm going to, um, all right, I pushed the right button (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I know I shocked Marcus. I pushed the right button for him for once. And I'm beginning to be a technical artist here. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any question you have about the Word of God is welcome here. All you've got to do is give me a call. And I definitely, definitely encourage you uh, to come to Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River at Oakman tonight at uh, uh, 7 o'clock for our Bible study, our Monday night Bible study, where we will be featuring and be dealing with uh, the gifts of the Spirit. We're looking at it first in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, then 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is a, and then after that, 1 Corinthians 14, which deals with uh, the doctrine of tongues. The whole chapter deals with it, and we're going to look at it and see exactly what it says about speaking in tongues in that particular chapter. But we're going to finish up by looking at the uh, a whole list of uh gifts of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you don't want to miss it. Bring your Bibles to Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River and Oakman. Phone lines are wide open for you, and I'll tell you what, here's how I do it. If you, if enough of you guys call, I won't ask you any questions. I'll save that for another time, but if you don't call, 
I'm going to throw some humdingers out there at the listening audience. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, just as McCoy is doing from Detroit. Hello, McCoy. How you doing? How are you? How you doing, Pastor Moss? Just great, buddy. How are you? I'm fine. I I got a question to ask you um, about repentance, but it's not, uh, how can I say, well, it's two. The, the question I want to know, answer is, you know, when it says God repentance that he made man. Uh-huh. And I, I like for you to try to explain that because my thought is God knows all things and he knew what man was going to do before he did it. And it wasn't like something that he was disappointed. Like he thought he was going to do the Well, he knew he was going to do the right thing. And then he turned around and did the opposite of what was right. Like there was some doubt in God's mind. Oh, I, I don't you're believe saying. that there was any doubt at all. Mm-hmm. I just want somebody to understand, because I'll try to explain it to them. I don't think that type of repentance is the same way we look at repentance. Well, you're exactly right. Here, here, is the, here is the challenge that God faces with us. Of course, he isn't challenged at all. He's Alpha and Omega, first and last. Uh, all power in heaven and in earth is in his hands. But he's got to communicate with finite beings like us that do not understand as much as he understands. And so we look here at a passage over in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 6 is where you're coming from. You might find a few more that that, uh, go in the same direction where it says, and and we need to read these verses together. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 5 is where we start. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Okay, so this is what God is looking at, right? Man has fallen, right? He's out of the garden. In fact, this is way beyond that because now judgment is about to come on the whole world, all right? Only Noah and his family are going to be saved. So then God comments here because man's sin grieves him, basically. He says in Genesis 6 and 6, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. All he's really trying to say here is not that he, uh, you know, it's sorry he made man, because if he had been, all he had to do was wipe all mankind out, which he didn't do. All he's saying here is that he is sorry. Okay, He's sorry because of the sin that man has done. He's showing us his reaction to sin. He uses the term repentance so that we can understand how he feels. But it doesn't mean that he didn't know what he was doing when he created man and all of that. This is just his way of reaching our level of saying there's things that we have repented that we've done. Okay? That doesn't mean that we, uh, you know, that he changed his mind in a sense. He's just sorry. Uh, in this case, his repentant, when it says repentant, he's just sorry that he made man on the earth to sin because that is not what ideally he wanted, even though, just as you said, he knew it was going to occur. Right. Now, one more quick question if I can sneak this one in. You surely can, but it's only going to cost you $100, only $200, that's all. Oh, that's not too bad. Uh, (laughs) You know where it says, you know, the Lord has no respect of persons. Uh Now, the the question here is, to the believer of the born-again Christian child of God, as well as the unbeliever that's not. So 
how do you fit them two together? It seemed like to me God would show more favor to uh, the born-again believer over the unbeliever. Okay, so in other words, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, your question is, what does it mean in, uh, uh, when it says that God is no respecter of persons? What is the meaning of that term? All right, well, if we look at that in context, and that's a good question to ask because, uh, you know, some people come up with the idea of a racist God. God isn't a racist, okay? He doesn't respect persons. What, uh, where we can get that from, and I think there's two passages. One, I think, is over in Deuteronomy 10, 17. The other is in Acts chapter 10, verse 34. So let's take the 10, 34 passage, Acts 10, 34, where it says, after Peter, he received a vision, right? Where what, what happens is that uh, God put on a sheet, brought down all these animals in front of him for him to eat. And even though he was hungry, <laughs> Peter didn't eat it. But he knew these were non-kosher animals, right? Uh, what God was showing him, of course, is that he is uh, that he's uh, not making a difference between the Jew and the Gentile. He's about to fulfill the law, uh, and salvation is just as necessary for the Gentile as it is for the Jew. So after Peter realizes this, in fact, circumcision and everything is going to be gone. He says in Acts chapter ten, verse thirty-four. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, "Of a truth." I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Then verse 35, but in every nation, he that hears him and works righteousness is accepted with him. So that's what it means, that your race, your color, your background, whether you're Jew, you're Gentile, if you accept Jesus Christ, if you accept God's offer of salvation for you, you make it in the kingdom. Okay? So basically he's saying that going to heaven is not about this group, this nation, or this nationality. Yeah, and the reason why I asked that question, because there's like, you know, people, family members, even some are mine, you know, well, you say you're a born-again Christian, so, you know, they're not confessing that. They know there is a God, but they haven't uh, accepted salvation. Mm-hmm. And they feel they can still claim all the promises of the redeemed Christian has, you know, and I said, no. So they're saying, well, right there it says that he's no respecter of persons. Well, he's not a respecter of persons. But in other words, also, you cannot reject him and get into heaven. It's his heaven. Okay. So everyone right. who accepts him, regardless of race or color, is accepted. But I mean, um, uh, the same people who will tell you that. They know good and well, if they do not have a ticket to get into a certain place, doesn't matter whether they're black, white, yellow, or red. Unless you show the ticket for the movie, you're not coming in. <laughs> right. It's got nothing to do with race. Right. It's got you had the you had the money to purchase the ticket, so go ahead and purchase purchase it. Uh, but it's got nothing to do with your race. Here's the same thing. All you've got to do is accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Okay, so it's a personal right. thing, not a racial thing. They are totally out of context to say that God I is a respecter of persons. That God is a respecter mm-hmm. of persons because He won't let the devil into heaven. The devil chose right. to fall away. He chose to leave God. He doesn't belong there. Right. I, I think what the problem is, they're not ready to, uh, you know, surrender to God. You got it. God stands it in terms. So you got it. You don't want to claim, claim it. I remember reading something. I think it was in Psalms chapter 50 or 51, mm-hmm. where he was talking about the wicked trying to take, take his covenant into their mouth. That, that, like that, trying to 
crying. That, that's all through the Bible where you have that kind of saying. Mm. But basically, you have folks that do not want to believe the Word of God. And they mm-hmm. want to stay like they are and still get mad at God because he won't accept the way they are. So so that's what you got, right. buddy. But, uh, but you're doing a good job. Just, you know, show them what the Scripture says. That's that's all we can do. Right, right. All right, my, all right, my Pastor friend. Well, you answered my question, so I'm not going to hold up the line longer. Well, thank you. I appreciate your call. All right? Always call McCoy. Love your questions. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. You callers, hang on the line. Might take me a while to get to you, but get to you I will here on the Bible Talk program. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss inviting you to come to the Monday Night Bible Study. Now, you want to come to this one because we're dealing with the gifts of the Spirit, exactly what the Bible says about it. I'm going to open my Bible. I want you to open yours, and we're going to break down the gifts of the Spirit that are mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I will tell you uh, the uh, the valid biblical exercise of these gifts and the unbiblical exercises of these gifts right from the Bible. That's what it's all about. Make sure you bring your Bible with you because when I open mine, I want you to open yours. All right, our phone lines are filled. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. The 1619 Project doesn't seem to believe in America or black people. Those words come from Brown University economics professor Glenn Lowry talking about the New York Times' project that's pushing a revisionist history of slavery in the United States. The 1619 Project aims to redefine America's founding date and its founding values. The 1619 Project presents a stilted view of American history. It tells of slavery almost exclusively, but not the Civil War. It covers the Tuskegee experiment, but not the Tuskegee Airmen. Theirs is a demonstrably false story of America as the forever oppressor and black Americans as the forever victims. But the battle has now been joined. A group of leading black intellectuals led by civil rights movement veteran Bob Woodson have launched 1776 Unites, a direct response to 1619's divisiveness. Woodson is correcting the historical record as he said, in the spirit of 1776, the date of America's true founding. I'm Dan Proctor. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Beatrice, living in Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty, where 8 out of 10 children are chronically malnourished. When you pray for your children, what do you pray for them? She prays that God help her to give them at least one more day of food. So it's a daily prayer. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. Your compassion answers the prayers of moms like Beatrice. For a little less than a dollar a day, you can bring hope and love in the form of food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. You can make your life-saving gift now. Call 855-849-4673. 
855-849-HOPE, 855-849-HOPE, or click the Food for the Poor banner at faithtalkdetroit.com. There are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, your friendly neighborhood apologist. Going to Cheryl in Southfield right now. Hello, Cheryl. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Pastor. Um, I was calling to ask a question about born-again Christians who fall weak. Um, to some old habits. They quit smoking and go back, quit smoking and go back, quit depending on the wine and go back when problems come up. And when I ask about what happened to your faith, the Lord said that bring your problems to me and I'll give you rest. And uh-huh. There's so many scriptures that talk about when you have this problem, I said, what about your faith? You don't think that God is strong enough to handle your your problem and he can't help you or put that bad taste in your mouth or whatever it takes? I say you have to show faith for him to answer your prayer. But I haven't seemed to be, to be able to find a scripture that would more directly uh, hit home with these born to grin. Uh, people, you can't see my quotations, but and well, I was wondering if you could give me some scripture for that to well, give them. Well, I can give you uh, at least one that I think is very helpful, but there's something that you need to realize. It is only your job to be there for them. People have to handle their own problems. Uh, all okay. we can do is, is counsel them. You know, even God does not force people into heaven, nor does he force people right. to give up sin. They have to do that on their own. And then we, right. uh, and then as we counsel them, we do have to be compassionate to a degree because it's rough, uh, especially if you have an addictive habit like pornography or smoking or drinking. However, there's something, uh, uh, one area that I do like to, there's one myth I like to remove from the whole uh, table, Cheryl, and that is okay. that dealing with this is easy. It's not. People need to get ready for a real struggle. Now, what helps you right. to understand that is First Peter 4. And because uh, I myself, I was addicted like crazy to tobacco for, for, for some years before I gave it up. Uh, and this is one scripture that helped me. First Peter four and one, where it says, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, he said, arm yourselves. So in other words, for people to get over addictive habits, they got to arm themselves. You can't just lay back or uh, say, I'm going to put it down and not pick it up. It's a fight. You have to arm yourselves. It says this, you arm yourselves now with the word of God, but also this, 
arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. So often Christians try to make it look like it's easy to get up, give up these habits. Just take it to the Lord. Just pray. Oh, no. They're going to have to suffer in their flesh. Their flesh is going to cry out for alcohol, cry out for uh, tobacco, uh, cry out for marijuana. They've got to suffer in the flesh. Notice it says, for he that has suffered in the flesh, that means refuse your body, the habit that it wants, and the one that Satan wants to give you. He that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. So that's what it is. It's going to take some suffering. They need to have someone who counsels them. If they have a relapse, that person tells them, well, always remember, there's a long time before you did relapse. Just keep stretching it out and make it longer and longer, and soon it'll be gone. But it's going to take some suffering in their flesh shell. Uh, they need to see this verse, First Peter 4, verse 1 to, to 3. Okay, I got it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good question. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go to Canton and talk to a woman of God. Hello. Hi, how are you? Real good. How are you doing? Oh, fine. Thanks for asking. I have a quick question. Sure. I was at a church a couple of Sundays ago. And the minister, she's a female, and she said that she she's an apostle and a bishop. So is that possible for a woman to be a bishop and apostle? Now, <laughs> I know she could probably walk, I mean, work in, in that area, but I don't know. Well, I would say this. And one of them, I would say, is a biblical impossibility, and that is to be an apostle. Apostles serve their function. Uh, there are no apostles today like there were in New Testament times. Absolutely none. Okay. So the Bible is absolutely clear on that, and I can show you that. I want to show it to you in the Bible because it means nothing for me to say it uh, without uh, giving you some, uh, some you know, valid reasons for why I say that. Okay. Over in Ephesians, in, in chapter 2, it tells us this. It says, Ephesians 2.19, now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles mm -hmm. and prophets, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now, notice here how what it says is are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. The uh, apostles uh, and the prophets laid a foundational ministry that cannot be repeated, mm -hmm. okay? Their ministry was given once for all. The apostles are responsible for the New Testament. The prophets are responsible for the Old Testament. There is no one in the Bible uh, uh, today who stands in the shoes of these particular offices. Those offices are gone. Okay? Uh, okay. In fact, and we can see where it says it uh, as well. Where he talks about the fact that uh, this is what he did give to the church ultimately, right? says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors mm -hmm. and teachers for the perfecting right. of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Okay, But, mm -hmm. um, but what happens is after he gave those ministries to the church, some of those, two of them at least, were foundation. Notice in verse 20, what we just read, right? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, and are built upon the mm -hmm. foundation of the apostles and the prophets. You're not built on the foundation of the pastors and the teachers. They stand on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. The foundation is laid, 
and then you build upon it. But as you know, you don't lay a foundation again. Okay, And so there are no apostles today. Apostles were responsible for writing. They could do something that no uh, man can do today. And that is give us inspired scripture. The New Testament was produced by apostles that literally God spoke his word through them. No man does that today. And the apostles had authority over all the churches, every one of them. Okay, And they appointed pastors to be over those churches after they passed off the scene. All right, we're having, having some trouble with you. All right, hello, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm gonna have to have you uh, uh, have to have you call us back. Yeah, we had some some kind of static uh, there. I hate that too. A good question that she asked, and hope I did her some justice. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. A little technical difficulty there. Maybe on the phones, we don't know. But give us a call back. I'd like to uh, continue that discussion I was having with her. Let's go to Ronnie in Berlin, Ohio. Hello, Ronnie. Well, hi, Pastor Moss. This is Ronnie. Well, how are you hi, doing? Hi, Pastor Moss. Well, first this is it... Priscilla. Hello, Priscilla. Hi, Pastor Moss. This is Carol. Oh, so all of y'all hey, are together, Pastor. huh? This is Alice. Wow. Um, we love you, yeah, Pastor Moss. Yeah, <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So you guys are all together, huh? Yep, sir. Well, what do you... you know, we're going to see the ark. Remember, we told you we were going to see oh, the yeah. ark. We won't be in Corinth tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. So y'all, you're going to have a good time. By the way, that is fantastic out there. You will I'm really gonna enjoy. I'm going to miss it. you though a whole lot. Yeah, I'm going to miss you guys too. You know, but but hey, you're you're going to have a good experience, and um, that will even get you more excited about studying the Bible. Your right. three musketeers will never leave you. All right. <laughs> well, that, that makes me feel real good. <laughs> all right. We're going to let you. We don't have a question, but we wanted to call in. All right. Well, God bless you. Love all, love all of you. All right. Take love care. You. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's good to have a uh, you know some people in your corner. That's some of my students from my prophecy class. They're going on the uh, to see Noah's Ark, which I went in a creation museum, by the way. Great, great things to uh, involve yourselves in. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Val in Romulus. Hello, Val. Hi, Pastor. Hi, Val. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, darling? Uh, I'll see how good you are in a few minutes when you get here. Okay. <laughs> Question. I was in Jehovah Witness class today. Uh-huh. And and they were talking about Wycliffe. We were talking about that he kind of established the word Jehovah in some of the printings. And my question to Pastor Baker, who said he's deferring the question to you, wasn't Wycliffe persecuted? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he okay, was. So, but his, his doctrine was pretty sound. Correct. Yeah, he wasn't persecuted because he was a heretic. He was persecuted because of the fact that he was a translator of the Bible. And ah. know, he, he was one of those who translated it in the normal vernacular, uh, which the church mm-hmm. at that time opposed. You know, you had the church wanting okay. to be in control of the uh, proclamation of the word. So, yeah, but he wasn't. He was a brilliant man, great man. Nothing wrong with his translations uh, at all. Okay, I, that's my question. I'm going to miss Ronnie. 
you're on Priscilla too. Yeah, that. Well, have... I'll see you shortly. All right, I'll be looking for you. Thanks for the call. Well, they're going to have a good time, though. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. If you've got any questions about the Word of God, hey, you got plenty of time to call. I'm looking at 629, so that means at least 30 minutes, and that's good radio time. So if you never called, if you're a first-time caller, you have a question you want to ask, something you want to discuss, do just like Gary and Pontiac. Just give us a call at area code 866. That's 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, just as Gary is right now. How you doing, Gary? Uh, yes, Pastor Moss. Thank you for your program and um, your questions and answers and all that. All right. Uh, number one, um, you you and your studies in that, in the last two years, you pretended you were a Jehovah Witness or a Mormon and things like that. Yeah, I used to do that. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was raised a oneness and you were raised a trinity. So, mm-hmm. number one, your belief system, you've always been a trinity, right, believer? Well, I tell you what, when I understood it, for a long time, Gary, I actually was teaching oneness doctrine and thinking I was teaching Trinitarian doctrine. Once I got it straight, then I said, okay, I know this is what I'm supposed to believe in. So I never really was a uh, a person who uh, uh, wanted to embrace the oneness position, but my problem was I yeah. didn't understand the Trinity at first. For the main, main understanding of us in, is the book of Colossians, when the Word of God said in the first chapter, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, uh-huh. and ye are complete in him. Mm-hmm. But also in the first part of, uh, no, that's the second chapter. In the first chapter, it tells, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and in- invisible, whether they be thrones and dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for all and for him. And he is before all things. So I'm trying to understand the Trinity position. In the beginning, when God created everything, he created it by his word. Is that right? Yeah, and his word became flesh and dwelt among us in John chapter 1, verse 14. So was his word a person separate from the, from his his fathership? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, they had, it, because it says that uh, it became flesh and dwelt among us. And what we're talking about is, uh, of course, that's the person of Christ, pre-incarnate Christ. So actually. what I'm trying to understand in the Trinity concept the Father does things, the Son does things, and the Holy Ghost does things. Uh-huh. Are they together when they do them? Or are they yeah, separate? everything that's done by one is done by the other, I would say. And then what happens uh-huh. is, yeah, so we see that there because all we're talking about is that there's uh, one God, okay, who, uh, you know, actually exists as three eternal persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, same in essence, nature, and substance, different in person and in office. And so, uh, and like I say, it's just some compelling stuff in the Bible that leads us to this position. One is over in John chapter 11, right, at verse 41, where we see uh, a Jesus saying, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Okay, so he's praying to somebody. If he is the father, then for, for people like me, we wonder, then why is he praying to him when, you know? Well, can I ask you about this now? And then, But let me ask you about this right? first. Let, let's keep going. Let me ask you another one. Okay. okay. Over right, in John okay. chapter 12, we see another yeah. place, right, where uh, Jesus says in verse 27 and 28, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. 
but for this cause came I unto this hour. Then, verse 28, he says, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Now, explain uh-huh. to me, Gary, what's happening there? Okay, well, what God is a, God in his plan was to have a fathership, a sonship, and a Holy Ghostship. And, and in that, for the understand that, the early church understood it. But we know in modern times, people have different belief systems. They, they don't even study it. I, I think you agree with that. So we need to know the word to rightly divide it. So God is a spirit. And I don't understand how Trinity, Trinity theology says. No, but what you're that. asking me, but you, here, here's what I like when I talk to you. Then it's funny okay, because yeah. I just watch your, your car, you're on the road, and then you slide off and talk about something else. What I asked you was, and this is how I deal, okay. Gary, I want an explanation okay. of Scripture. I don't want an explanation yeah. of your belief because I know what you believe. I want you to okay. tell me uh, in right. John chapter 12, okay. Jesus yeah. says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I into this hour. Then the Father, okay. then he says, this is what Jesus says to his Father. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it yeah. again. Who said that, Gary? Well, see, God as Father was also inside the Son of the Word of God, and and it, okay. he's not two separate persons. Okay, well, I got you now. Now you said something interesting as well. So let's go back to the verse. Now, you understand this too, right? That every time you interpret a verse, every word in that verse must be interpreted. So let's go and look okay. at John eleven forty one again. Then they took they, away the stone okay. from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted yeah. up his eyes. So he looked yeah. into heaven. He lifted up. If you see someone look up, wait, wait there before you respond. Let me finish. He looks up. If you see someone look, you look up too. And then a voice came down from heaven. So yeah, well, what is that have, telling us? What I'm saying is when Jesus was on earth as son of man, mm-hmm. we, he had the spirit of God by fullness, but we have it by measure. When, when we have the spirit of God in us, we have also our own spirit. And that has to be submissive to God. Gary, but listen, though, Gary, I only have spirit. so much time, and you're not answering my question yeah, in the past. Jesus had, was full Je- of God. So he was a man, Christ Jesus, but he also was God manifested in the Who flesh. spoke to him from heaven? Because he looked up into heaven, Gary. Oh, God. God is Okay, well, spirit, that's what we're saying. Then that's what we're saying. Uh, then we're talking about, we, we, say, to, we recognize it as God, but what we're saying is also one God who exists as three internal persons, separate in uh, person, same in terms of their nature. Look also in John 17 and 5, right? Where you talk about Jesus, uh, you know, before he, uh, he came to earth. What did he say? John 17, 5. In fact, 4 yeah. and 5. I have glorified thee on the earth. This is what he says to the Father. He's praying. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Then verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Right there we see him saying that he shared glory with the Father before he came to earth. That's what it says, Gary. That's what it says. So these are the passages that compel uh, people to be Trinitarians. Now, I'll tell you this, but I understand, I don't think God is going to condemn someone for not fully understanding it. 
because that's the situation I was in before I continued to study like I should and had some uh, good folks help me, like uh, uh, Mr. Smith. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Deanne in Belleville. Hello, Deanne. Hi, Pastor Moss. How are you today? Really great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, I have a question about psychology. My uh, daughter is going to school, and she's majoring in psychology. And um, she was telling me about, you know, the different disorders disorders and stuff that people have. And so I was telling her, I said, well, you know, that stuff is demonic. It's, it's really not, um, you know, it's more about their will and their, you know, unwillingness to submit to God. And then she, she, she said, she told me, and it made a lot of sense. She said, Mom, she said, it's the same thing as if a person goes to the, uh, uh, you know, to the doctor. You know, they may be diagnosed with something. As a Christian, you believe God for healing, but they still treat those symptoms. And so she would say, you know, it's the same thing for, like, if a person has, you know, bipolar or schizophrenia or whatever. She says, you know, it's not that as a Christian you would, would claim it and you realize that there are other things that may have caused that. But it's okay to treat the symptoms. So that's my question because I've always um, thought, or I, at least I was taught, that you know, when it comes to psychological um, disorders, that that's more like of a soul thing, and not like a I don't I don't I don't know how to explain it, but like more is the person's will that that is making them be like uh, you know a, a person's unwillingness to totally submit to God. Um, I, I know, like, in the body, like, if a person has cancer or something, you know, we would not tell them, okay, you know, just forget the fact that you have cancer. We, that, that, you know, that's a curse, curse from the devil. And, and so we're just going to, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to need you just to believe that God is going to heal. You know, we're not going to treat that cancer with any medication. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you Well, I believe that, I believe that, that, well, I believe that uh, medicine includes psychology. And uh, all psychology isn't bad. Some of it's very good. There's some we need to be wary of. And the Bible does make a difference between uh, psychological illness and demon possession. Over in Matthew chapter 4, verse 24, in fact, it says, talking about Jesus, And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people, they that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those that were possessed with demons, and those which were lunatic. Now, lunatic was an ancient word they used for describing mental illness. They believed that the moon was responsible for people to uh, have these mental symptoms. And we laugh at that, but scientists have found out that the the moon, to some degree, does affect behavior. But what we're trying to say is that definitely we have to make a difference between mental illness and demon possession. They are different. I worked on a psychiatric unit for over 15 years myself, and I know the difference. Uh, In fact, I worked with uh, many mentally ill people who were not demon-possessed at all. In fact, they were asking me, and I was able to teach the Bible on my psych unit, okay, uh, because of the fact that the patients wanted it, okay? So a lot of times the church is uneducated to that, okay? When a person is mentally ill, they don't need a demon cast out. 
what they need is to be treated. Okay? Sometimes medication, because there could be a chemical imbalance uh, to what we call hardcore depression. Sometimes it takes uh, 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 psychotherapy. I think that what you should encourage your daughter to do is make sure that uh, she broadens her training by reading books written by Christian psychologists and okay. Christian okay. psychiatrists, because they could help her uh, not going that far off Freudian direction, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. I got to take right. a break. Thank Thanks. you very much. Call me again. I appreciate it. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. I began refereeing hockey in high school to get women to chase me. And they did. Boy, did they ever. Sometimes sports can bring out the worst in us. And here's Phil Calloway explaining on Focus on the Family Minute. They chased me down darkened hallways, out into parking lots, and sometimes out of town. They were so mad at me. If you ever doubt there is sin on earth, referee church hockey... One night I found myself breaking up a fight between two pastors. Honest. Wow. I put them into the penalty box and one guy turned to me and said, when I get to the rink, I leave Jesus behind. That's what he said. I said, you're not a kid. Look at you. Wow. Do you invite Jesus along with you as you're playing sports or to work? Let him be part of your interactions. More from Phil at FamilyMinute.org. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station.
That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss on the Bible Talk program. Vicki in Detroit, please don't go anywhere. You'll be the next one on this particular program. Just give us a minute to get you on. As we uh, talk about some things, first of all, what I have on my mind is to get you, that's everyone who's listening, out to our Monday night Bible study, in fact, tonight. Now, I am headed for the church after the program is over. Our Bible study starts at 7 o'clock. Now, it starts with a praise service, so I get there at about maybe 25 after, 20 after. And if you're there, I'll come in running, and we'll be talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And we're going to be talking about uh, at least... Three of these gifts today, very important to break these gifts down accurately as we look at what it says over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We will be talking about the gift of faith. We'll be talking about the gift of healing, talking about the gift of prophecy, and exactly what the Bible tells you about these things is what we're going to be exploring. It is a must-have lesson for those of you who believe in the gifts of the Spirit and you want to know what the Bible has to say about them. Because I'm here to tell you there's a lot of pseudo-gifts being given out at churches. And there's a lot of focus on certain gifts that are not necessarily biblical, let us say. So all roads lead to strictly biblical Bible teaching ministries. Our Monday night Bible study tonight at 7 o'clock at 10709 Grand River. That's 10709 Grand River at Oakman. Be there or be square. And if you come in, have your Bible. If you don't have a Bible that's strictly biblical, it's like not having any clothes on. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Also, would like to tell you about our Tuesday prophecy class, which will be uh, tomorrow, starting at 11 o'clock, and we're looking at uh, biblical prophecy and the nations, the biblical prophecy and the nations, uh, and we're focusing on the fact that the Jews are going to, you know, get their land completely back. And Jesus will be ruling for a thousand years on the earth. We'll be talking about that. And then we're going to bring out the fact that we really believe, as we look at these prophetic scriptures, that David will be reigning or ruling with him. That's right. Seems to be clear. Okay. And uh, it's going to be a great lesson because I have someone in the class who doesn't exactly believe that. And I love a challenge to show this person the scriptures that I have that shows that David will be ruling with Jesus in the millennium kingdom. Well, if you're interested in stuff like that, then you need to be with us in our prophecy class. All you've got to do is come in. We do not have a tuition cost. We don't have it. Uh, we want uh, uh, we want to make our presentation as as uh, less costly as possible. I give out all materials to you. Uh, you take notes, and we have a basket where you put in a donation to keep the class going. That's all we need from you. We want you to learn, learn, learn. And uh, the major textbook that we use is the Bible. I recommend a whole bunch of books for you to use. But uh, the most important thing is for us to get into the Word of God. All right. So uh, time to take a break. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. The 1619 Project doesn't seem to believe in America or black people. Those words come from Brown University economics professor Glenn Lowry talking about the New York Times' project that's pushing a revisionist history of slavery in the United States. The 1619 Project aims to redefine America's founding date and its founding values. The 1619 Project presents a stilted view of American history. It tells of slavery almost exclusively but not the Civil War. It covers the Tuskegee Experiment, but not the Tuskegee Airmen. Theirs is a demonstrably false story of America as the forever oppressor 
and black Americans as the forever victims. But the battle has now been joined. A group of leading black intellectuals led by civil rights movement veteran Bob Woodson have launched 1776 Unites, a direct response to 1619's divisiveness. Woodson is correcting the historical record as he said, in the spirit of 1776, the date of America's true founding. I'm Dan Proff. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the news talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-727-9105. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-727-9105. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855 855- 565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska. to call area code 866-423-9578 we have sister lazenby and vicky on the line going to go to sister lazenby first in plymouth hello sister lazenby what's on your mind praise the lord pastor mom good evening to you thank you i have a question from uh all the way from atlanta georgia oh okay one of my twin girls yeah one of my twin girls she was witnessing today on her job uh-huh. and the question came up about Jesus being a Christian, and if he is a Christian, how could he be a Jew? Or him being a Jew, why is he referred to as a Christian, and where did that term come from? Well, actually, the good thing about the term, the term comes from the Bible. And so anyone who says that uh, Christianity was an invented term by the church uh, just hasn't right. studied a lot. That's all. They just okay, don't know. Okay, give, give me that passage. So I, I sure will. First Peter chapter okay. 4 and verse 16. First Peter 4, 16, where it says, For if any man suffer as a Christian, 
Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. And we also have another uh, passage over in Acts 26, 28 that says the same thing. They were called Christians. So, and the thing that's so good about first Peter, Peter was a Jew and he called himself a Christian. So, so logically, demonstratively, if Peter is a Jew and calls himself Christian, then being a Christian has nothing to do with being Jewish or German or anything. It's the title that is taken. That's right. It's, it's a title that is taken by all those who believe in Christ. Peter was a Jew. And he said, a Christ follower. That's right. Exactly. That's okay. that's all it is. So the person who uh, who says otherwise is not used. They're not reading the Bible and they're not basing it on the facts. And that's usually the case. Okay. People will say things they don't. And usually nobody asks them to prove it. So they get away with it. That's right. But, you know, when you that's come right. and ask me, well, I'm going to, you know, any statement of fact, you bear a burden of proof. But it's a biblical term. That's right. Uh, it's right. Here. In fact, Louis Farrakhan had nerve enough to say, well, Jesus wasn't a Christian. Of course he wasn't. He was the founder of the Christian church. He's not following his well, we know the devil is a liar. He can say <laughs> well, whatever he wants. And, he don't stand on the truth no way. And, and some of the lies are very silly. Some we should be able to kind of see through, you know. All right. Thank you, hon. You're welcome. Pastor Moss, uh-huh. mom is sitting right next to the radio, and she just wants you to give her a shout-out. I give a shout-out to mom right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see you one of these Monday nights. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Going to go to Vicky in Detroit. Hello, Vicky. Hi, Pastor Moss. How you doing? Good, just great. Listen, I'm reading Second uh, Samuel, and I'm, I want you to help me understand Second uh, Samuel uh, eight and two, mm-hmm. and uh, it says that um, David defeated the Moabs and forcing them down to the ground. He measured them off with a line, uh, with two lines. He measured off those to be put to death. And with one full line, those to be kept alive. Now, I'm having trouble understanding why did he take that method of measuring them off and exactly what was the measurement? You know, why did he measure them that way? Well, what happens is... uh it seemingly here he didn't want to destroy them all. Some cases, you, you know, uh, where God commanded some to be, just be wiped out completely. But you're here in Samuel uh, chapter eight, and he smote Moab and measured him with a line, casting them down to the ground. Even with two lines measured, he to put to death, and with one full line keep alive. And so the Moabites became David's servants and brought gifts. Uh, so in other words, it's just that for the safety. In other words, for the safety of his people, these Moabites were something else. They were, uh, you know, they were established as a nation to wipe out Israel altogether. So after in a war, you have to make sure that your enemy doesn't rise up again and take you out. And so this is what uh, definitely uh, God had told him. In fact, uh, in this case, in some cases, God told them to wipe wipe out whole tribes because those tribes would have either atta- would have attacked them or brought them back into idolatry. So in this well, case, it's def- pretty merciful. Uh, but weren't they descendants of Lot? Yeah, yeah, they were descendants, but what happens is they descended into just being a descendant. Descendants can go wrong, okay? Yeah. Because what we're looking at here with uh, 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 there is regardless, you know, we've had uh, Ham. He was from Noah, but look how his son, Canaan, turned out. Uh, the Canaanites had to be wiped out because they were so evil, even though ultimately uh, they came from uh, uh, Noah's, one of Noah's sons. So where did he come up with that uh, that method, though? That, that, that's just their method. That's the method he used. 
I don't know. He measured them, two lines measured, he put to death, uh, and with one full line, just a standard he used to determine who was going to live and who was going to die. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you. Rough stuff to talk about as well. I'm going to go to Philip in Rochester. Hello, Philip. Hey, Pastor Moss. How you doing? Real good. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, quick question for you. You were talking earlier about uh, Matthew four twenty four, and I had a good question, the uh, lady who called in. These people, like in today's society, that consider themselves transgender, is uh-huh. that demon-possessed, or would that be more of like a mental issue? I think from all the reading I've done, it's more of a mental thing than anything else. In fact, to be honest with you, that's how psychiatrists used to call it. <laughs> they used to call it what it really was. Something is mentally wrong if you think that. Because the DNA definitely doesn't say that. It doesn't anywhere. Okay, That's, right. that's just not right. how it is. Uh, in fact, uh, the more people say it, then it influences uh, people, young people who are gullible to think, to think like that as well. But, yeah, it's more of a mental thing. And that's, that's really, if you look, look it up historically, you'll see that's uh, what they were saying. Okay? But now politically it's changed. Okay? But that's sure. all. But the yeah. political pressure is what's forcing people to, to, to go along with these things now. And I guarantee you, pretty soon, bestiality is going to be declared normal. It's going to be declared normal, Philip. It will. What about, like, homosexuality? That's Would already that there. Demons? That, no, that's not demons either. That's a sin of the flesh, according to Galatians. Those are sins of the flesh, flesh, not demons. Okay. And you don't cast the homosexual demon out. Believe me, he don't go out. He's not there. <laughs> okay? It's a flesh gotcha. problem. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. All right, that music, our time is up. Marcus knows how to, that fast music means to get out fast. And we will go into scriptures that prove that. Believe me, homosexuality is not a demon. Transgender is not a demon. We'll talk about that next time on this program to show you exactly where it comes from. You need to know that so that we will not be uh, wasting our time casting out demons that don't exist. And remember, to support this radio outreach You need to send donations to P.O. Box 05879, P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible, Boot Camp, Ministries. We'd appreciate hearing from you. P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Send donations to keep us on the air. God bless you. Look for you in a few minutes at Strictly Biblical. We'll be talking about spiritual gifts. 10709 Grand River. See you there. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.